Hi, and welcome back to your favourite podcast, Tales from the Emerald Rock. This week we'll be discussing one of the most successful Irish settlers in the West Indies. It will track his story from start to finish, and we will analyse certain sections to show how he was able to achieve the success he did, despite being handicapped by being an Irish Catholic. Of course we are talking about William Stapleton, the bane of Carib Indians, and the mighty governor of the Leeward Islands. So, let's start with his early life. He was the third son of Redmond Stapleton, which made him the youngest child of the family. He was born in Ireland and was of the old English lineage, as his family claimed to have descended with, uh, from a Norman knight, which settled on the island during the reign of King Henry II. This meant that as he grew up, he was indoctrinated into Irish Catholicism, but had very royalist beliefs. As a result, during the wars of the three kingdoms, William as a royalist fought for Charles II, and when he was defeated, he was forced into exile in France with Charles. In 1660, Charles returned, King Charles returned to England as part of the Stuart Restor- Restoration, and William followed him back. As a result, as a reward for his loyalty, he was able to get an opportunity in the West Indies to go to Barbados in the 1660s as an army officer. He did well in the war against the French quarters in St. Christopher and proved his loyalty to the colonial authorities. This is evident as after the conflict, as according to British History Online section July 1668, in a report to the Lords of the Council, Governor, Governor William Willoughby referred to Stapen as a gentleman of known value and integrity. This led to him in 1668 replacing Anti Brisket II as a governor of Montserrat. Similarly, according to British History Online, section July 1668, he was hired, hired due to his Irish heritage. As Willoughby stated in 1668, he hired him as he was born in Ireland and therefore understands the best than better to govern his countrymen. This would prove to be true as he balanced the interests of the British and the Irish masterfully. According to the legal book on the Acts of Assembly for Montserrat from 1668 to 1740, he passed an act in assembly upon being elected governor for raising and maintenance for a preaching minister. He did this as, his, as in his own words Montserrat had been much destitute of a preaching minister, causing breaches of a Sabbath and a general neglect of public worship, and he even claimed that it was such a scent that it, it had dishonoured the Almighty God. He said this all whilst being a devout Catholic. And he did it because after Brisket's the seconds, Anthony Brisket the seconds mess up with the French, Montserrat was seen as extremely untrustworthy. So he was regaining the trust of the British forces again, and then rebuilding Montserrat's uh, reputation within the Caribbean. Uh, also, he wasn't wrong about uh, Protestancy being dead in Montserrat, as according to British History Online section, November 1676. In a report, it was found that there was only five ministers in all for the ten churches in all the Leeward Islands. This meant that most of the times the churches were unoccupied. Moreover, to ensure the Irish stayed on his side, although he officially oppressed religious freedom, he sneakily found ways uh, to facilitate Irish Catholics on the island. Uh, according to the legal book on the Act of Assembly for Montserrat from 1668 to 1740, he encouraged his brother who became the next governor of Montserrat, to pass an act which permitted justice of the peace to perform marriages. This previously was only allowed to be done by Protestant ministers, which denied many other Catholics uh, the ability to get a real marriage on Montserrat, which was important as it meant that their children wouldn't receive the privilege, pri- privileges of lawful children like receiving inheritance. 
which mean, meant that their land wouldn't be inheritable at all. Thus, by allowing justices of peace to do it, it solved this issue and allowed Catholic couples to get married without making them mistake their own religion. Aikson explains Stapleton's taxes beautifully by stating that Stapleton works out a balance between a concealed penal code, one that was dictated by external British authorities and wanted the oppression of Irish Catholics, simultaneously with a a penal reality where the Irish were allowed to practice their religion in secret. Uh, this balance ensured that everyone was happy with his governorship and led to Montserrat's reputation being rebuilt. Furthermore, he got the English and Irish wealthy planters on his side by securing them property rights on Montserrat. This can be seen as in 1668 he passed two lords. According to the legal book on the Acts of Assembly for Montserrat from 1668 to 1740, the first law was an act for condemning all lands left to his majesty in the said island or Montserrat, which took away all ownership the majesty and the settlers had of the land away. This was important, as previously land used to be leased to settlers, so it meant it was easy for British authorities to take it away from you. So the most important thing here is that it removed the king's ownership of the land. Uh, secondly, he passed an act for reinvesting all properties in the lands, which reinstated the settlers' ownership, but instead this time it was no longer a lease, but they actually owned it. This pleased the landowners on the island, as it added much more stability and protection to their investments in Montserrat. And as a result, this allowed Stapleton to get away with illegal property acquiring through the Caribbean without being challenged by other planters. Governor Stapleton, Stapleton amassed a large for, fortune by granting his brother's land and then buying it off him a few years later for a reduced price. For example, according to British History Online, section November 1682, in Antigua he brought a plantation of 1,025 acres in 1682 from his brother Redmond, despite him granting those lands to his brother only a year prior. Uh, although this doesn't show that he was doing something illegal, it does seem a bit fishy. He, he uh, secured his place amongst a uh, plantocracy, amongst all the Leeward Islands, by marrying into uh, a legitimate family within the, within the Leeward Islands plantocracy, which raised his status immensely. Finally, he got everyone inside on Montserrat as he offered safety and improved defensive measures. This was important, as it, it said in a report by the Council of State, according to British. British History Online section May 1656. This island hath by the last expedition, sickness, and other great casualties, sustained great loss to in the death of white men, to the great weakening of the state. Similarly, in the French occupation, many were massacred, and according to Sir Thomas Modiford, governor of Jamaica in 1667, over 600 of the inhabitants of Montserrat fled to Jamaica, extremely plundered, even to their shirts, so that many would have perished had they not been relieved by the charity of the planters. Uh, also, in 1676, Governor Stapleton even reported to the Lord of Trades and Plantations, according to British History Online, November 1676, that the Montserrat had distracted thoughts of deserting the islands through apprehension of Indian inroads by murder and rape. He even stated that they suffered so badly uh, from fear of the Indians that many catch malignant distempers whilst guarding the island and being on watch. Uh, this I assume to mean that they got mental health issues from just waiting for Indians, Indian attacks on the island. He helped uh, shore these worries and fears by 
increasing investment into defence. As during his and his brother's governorship, based upon data from public expenses from 1670 to 1680, it made up 40% of their total public expenses. This was so much more than any other area of spending. Similarly, uh, Stapleton seemed to have an endless want to hunt the Caribs to attack Montserrat. In a report to the Lords of Trades and Plantations, according to the British History Online section, June 1676, he even laid out a speech from the importance of, in his words, destroying the barbarous heathens, the Caribbean Indians. This made him popular in Montserrat, um, as he offered safety which many governors beforehand couldn't do. Even if it had varying successes, he had such an imposing confidence about him he made himself very popular very quickly. Although his Irish heritage helped him govern Montserrat, it would quickly become a hindrance when he gained the role of governor to the Leeward Islands in 1671, as it would cause his trustworthiness to be questioned. Uh, a particular advocate for questioning his trustworthiness was Sir Charles Wheeler. This can be seen as in 1672, a Leeward Island law was passed which meant any people in civil office had to make an oath of allegiance to Protestancy. Sir Charles Wheeler saw this as a chance to defame uh, Stapleton, and according to British History Online section July 1674, he accused him of a crime of being of a Romish religion, as Stapleton didn't make this oath, and by doing so he would turn his back on Catholicism. However, Stapleton was able to handle this abuse, whilst also continuing to refuse to make the oath. He did this with a brilliant response in a letter uh, according to History Online section July 1674 to the king, where he stated he hopes he has enough religion to save his soul. But what is all he has learnt amidst the noises of drums and trumpets in his majesty's service? And he prays God it may do him no good if he would not venture 1,000 lives, if he had them to defend his sovereign's rights, or to destroy all manners or persons, emperors, kings, popes, or prelates invading any part of his majesty's territories. Minus exaggeration within the speech, it was an extremely poignant and great speech to show his loyalty to the king, as the message within it was to say that he had unequivocal loyalty to the king, and within it he points to his many years of service in the army, especially when he talks about the noises of drums and trumpets, and when he talks about destroying all manners of persons. He is referencing the amount of people he killed the blood he has spilt for his majesty, and wanted once again remind him that he would never betray the king. This was an extremely effective response, and even made Wheeler begrudgingly let it go, and say that he was short of uh, Stapleton's fidelity. Overall, through uh, this balancing act that Stapleton did of controlling uh, different interests and trying to show different sides of himself, he was able to remain the governor of the Leeward Islands for 15 years. This is a perfect example of how the Irish settlers were able to forge strong political and economic careers in the Caribbean, despite all the restrictions imposed upon them. As through this intelligent way of ruling, he was able to secure such a large legacy and become one of the wealthiest planters and most memorable planters in the Leeward Islands. I hope you enjoy this episode, as I know I certainly have, and I'll hopefully be seeing you next time. Thank you very much.